Welcome to Life Curious Women, where you will find honest conversations exploring women's experiences learning, growing, and healing. I'm your host, Ashley Nadine Lopez, and I'm excited for you to join our collective learning experience. Welcome back, Life Curious Women listeners, and to those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm glad you found us. We are in the middle of a solo episode series. If you missed last week's episode, we got into three ways that curiosity can help improve your life. So go back and listen. It was a really good episode. They are doing construction outside of my apartment, and I have been waiting to see if they would quiet down, but they haven't yet. So I am hoping it doesn't disturb this recording too much. But in the end, I live in New York City. Not really much you can do. So here we go. Guys, I have been working on season three, and I'm really pumped to bring you more incredible stories and different speakers from all different types of backgrounds. I really can't wait for you guys to hear what we have in store. I'm also excited to keep these solo episodes going. There's just so many topics that I want to hit, and I am excited to dive deeper into different types of things I have learned along my journey as well. All right, let's get into this week's episode. This week, I want to talk about how to make long-term sustainable habit changes. I feel like my 20s have really been a period of evaluating what is working for me and what is not working for me and how to change the things that are not working for me. I was recently diagnosed with ADHD, as I spoke about in a previous episode, and so this is the perfect topic to talk about because it can be very hard with an ADHD brain to change certain habits or implement new things that are out of the ordinary and that take a little bit more effort. When we talk about goals and different habits that we want to implement, we typically talk about this around the new year, and I really think that Actually, this is the perfect time to discuss these kinds of changes because we are at the start of fall. We are at a place where we can really evaluate what we have been doing over the past year and look at what's working, look at what's not working. And we still have a couple months in the rest of the year, even though time is a contract and it doesn't matter, but we have a couple months left in 2023 where we can start to implement new habits going into the new year because the year isn't over yet. Now, I know a lot of people, including myself and probably a lot of you who are listening, want to have certain consistent habits. We want to be like that girl on Instagram and TikTok, but often a lot of us start off habits or routines that just don't last. And I want to talk a little bit about that because I think that often when we try to implement something new or change a habit, we get into that cycle of like motivation being the driving factor. And then when that wears out, we start to fall off and then we go into a shame cycle of like, oh, 
I, you know, wanted to do this thing and then now I'm not doing it. I must be lazy. I must be that. I must be this. And I just want to address that because I know I can't be the only one that falls into this cycle. Ultimately, we are creatures of habit. When we were running around being cavemen, (laughs) we needed to conserve as much energy as possible, right? Like we didn't know when we were going to eat next. So we couldn't just waste our energy meditating or like going for a run for fun, right? Because we just didn't know when we needed to use that energy. So just by nature, we are trained to conserve as much energy as possible, And a lot of times these new habits and things that we want to implement are going to take extra energy, whether that's physical energy or emotional energy or mental energy. So we are creatures of habit. And at the end of the day, it really is more in line for us to fall off of these habits than to actually follow through with them. So a lot of times when we're relying on just motivation, we're setting ourselves up to fail by not setting up a system that supports that new habit. And another issue is that most of us want explosive change, right? Like we want to be able to like time jump and just see the results of whatever we're doing. We're like, oh, I've been to the gym for a week. Like, have I lost weight? (laughs) Or like I started painting, like I should be good at this already, like a week in, right? We want that immediate gratification just based on the way society is set up at the moment. We expect immediate results, which can be really difficult for our brain when we're not getting that immediate feedback. But what's really important to keep in mind throughout this whole process is tiny steps that you're consistently taking are what lead to long-term change. Let me say that again. The small steps that you're consistently taking are going to lead to long-term change. It is sort of like that concept that if you just are 1% better every day, over time, that compounds into a much larger number, right? So here's a list of a couple mistakes that you might be making when trying to implement a new habit or trying to change a habit. You go in with absolutely no plan. You're like, I want to go to the gym and you just like start going to the gym, but there's no actual plan There's no thought into how to make this sustainable for when the motivation runs out. You might be trying to incorporate too many habits at once. So you might be like inspired by some TikTok that you're watching and you're like, I want to meditate and go to the gym and eat healthy and meal prep and do all these things. And you might be trying to do way too many things at once. Or maybe you're picking a really big habit that's like a really big lifestyle change with no plan. Another mistake you might be making is not understanding yourself and how you function and what works best for you. In other words, looking at what habits you have in place now and what's working for those habits and basically mimicking that formula for the new habit. Or lastly, like I was mentioning, you might just be relying on motivation versus discipline, right? So relying on the motivation to want to do that habit versus doing that habit even when you don't want to do that thing. All right, so let's get into five tips to follow when implementing change if you want to make sure that change lasts. Number one is start small. I cannot emphasize this enough. Pick 
one habit, one new thing that you want to incorporate. Break that down into like the smallest attainable thing. For example, I'm going to use the exercise example because I think it's a relevant one and I think it's one that a lot of people have difficulty implementing. If you want to be more consistent in the gym, for example, I have been that person where I don't go to the gym at all. Like there have been months, a year, whatever the case is that I I don't go to the gym at all. If you're that person and you are starting from zero and you're trying to become someone who goes to the gym, you cannot just become someone who goes to the gym. You need to break that habit down. And this is for whatever works for you. It can literally mean, it can literally mean, now listen to this, putting out your gym clothes every day, or let's say break it down even further, putting out your gym clothes once a week, legit. That can literally be your action step where it's like, you know what? I want to really inch my way to making this sustainable. So I don't go to the gym at all. I never move my body. So you know what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to put my sneakers out. I'm going to put my workout clothes and that's all I'm going to do. And that's it. That's all I'm committing to. That's a very easy, small step. Or maybe it's, I'm going to put my gym clothes on once a week and I'm just going to walk down the stairs and then come back up. You literally have to start so small when it comes to incorporating habits that you don't do at all. Let's say you do go to the gym already. Maybe you go to workout classes, but maybe like one week you're going once, another week you're going five times and you want to be more consistent, then break that down and be like, you know what? I know that at least, at the very least, I can go once a week. So go once a week, every single week. It's better to be consistent that way than to be flip-flopping all over the place. So commit to the smallest thing that works for you. You want to focus on what you can do, not what you should do. So if your goal is, I want to go to the gym five times a week because that feels like, I don't know, the number that I'm supposed to hit, and you're not doing that yet, like you're not even close to that, then you're, you're going to set yourself up to fail because you're going to go into that shame cycle and be like, oh, I, I did it for two weeks and then this week I couldn't do it because what, you're busier at work, maybe you're more tired. If you're a woman, maybe you're, you have your period. Like there are so many things that get in the way. So you want to make sure that you really pay attention to what you can do, not what you should do. All right, kind of on the heels of that, you want to make it easy. This means... If we're going to keep going with the with the gym analogy, but let, this means if you want to go to the gym, you're not picking a gym that you have to get on the subway and take a 30 minute train ride to because you're probably not going to keep doing that. You need to make it easy for you. It needs to literally take you two minutes to start that habit. So pick a gym in your neighborhood, pick a workout class in your neighborhood, do it from your house. If getting somewhere is too difficult, do an at-home workout because if you can do an at-home workout three times a week for six months instead of going to a gym that's further away that you may or may not go to once a week, three times a week, whatever the case is, the first option is way better. The same goes for a different habit. Let's say you want to meditate. Let's say you want to read. You want to make it easy to do that thing. So remove any obstacles 
And if let's say you do miss a day, reflect, get curious about it and say, what about that was difficult? What got in my way in order to do that thing? And then get in there and remove that block so that it's easier the next time. So make it easy for you. The next thing you want to do is make it obvious in your environment. I mean, in your physical environment, on your in your online environment, just in your everyday interactions. What I mean by that is you want to put whatever that habit is like right in plain sight. So if your goal is to read a certain amount of books this year, or let's say you want to read every single day and you've now identified a small step that you can do, you've made it a little bit easier for you to do that. In order to make it easy, you need to make it obvious. So if you know that you have time to read in the morning when you're eating breakfast, put the book that you want to read on your dining room table or wherever you eat your breakfast, put it right there so that your eyes are like, oh, there's the book. Okay. It's very easy. I can do this. It's super obvious. Let me open my book and read. If let's say you want to work out more, let's say you want to focus on your wellness more, maybe you want to cook more, whatever the case is, follow accounts on Instagram and TikTok that are doing that habit because it's triggering your brain to think about that thing and to relate to the people that are doing that thing. And then do that in, in real life too. Join groups. Start surrounding yourself with people who are doing those habits. If you want to read more, be around people that read. If you want to work out more, be around people who work out and prioritize fitness. If you want to be more creative, surround yourself with more creative people. We naturally want to fit in with people. So if the people around us are doing the thing that we want to do, we're going to do everything we can to assimilate to that group. And if you can't do it in person, do it online. And if you can't do it online, do it in your personal environment. All right, next. And this one is key, especially if you're someone like me who has ADHD. I thrive on this step. Accountability, okay? Accountability is the key for me to be able to maintain a habit or make a change in my life. In general, as humans, we really care deeply about other people, their opinions, and we don't want to let people down. So when we make a promise to someone that we're going to do a certain thing, or maybe you're doing that thing together, let's say you're going to the gym together, or you make a promise that at the end of the week, you're going to discuss the chapters in the book that you read, or you're going to paint and you're going to send them your creation at the end of the week, whatever the case is, you are raising the stakes for whatever it is that you want to do by promising that you're going to do that thing to another person. And as someone who was a straight A, like teacher's pet kid growing up, this works like magic for me. I never want to let people down. So this is super helpful whenever I really want to accomplish something or stay on track for whatever thing that I want to implement in my life. All right. So we've gone over keeping it small, making it easy, making it obvious, having accountability. And lastly, a huge one to keep in mind is identifying the person you want to be and make choices that that person would make. It is extremely important to understand the why behind your new habit. Whatever change you want to make, it needs to align with your core values and your authenticity. 
When you identify that and you identify the why behind that particular change, that particular habit, you can always come back to that. That can be your motivation in times when you really don't want to do that thing. And then you can make choices to reflect that person. Making changes really does come with changing your identity. And when you wake up and let's say just make the choice to be that person, you're going to continue to make choices throughout your day to be that person. And this has to be a conscious thing. It becomes a conscious thing until it becomes a subconscious thing, until it becomes just who you are. So again, if you're someone who wants to implement painting into your day-to-day or implement meditation on a day-to-day or cook more homemade meals, read more, go to the gym, whatever the habit, the change that you want to make, your identity needs to align with that thing and the person that you want to be. Because if you feel like you're a person who's just trying to go to the gym rather than being a gym person, again, that that's not going to be sustainable. When you make the decision like, I'm a painter, I'm an avid reader, it just changes your energy and the energetics around that particular habit. And you're going to keep making choices that align with that person that you want to be. It has been a long journey for me to be able to implement change and new habits. And I'm still working on so many things that I want to be able to implement on a day-to-day basis. But it takes time and I'm trying to do things one step at a time, like I mentioned in this episode. For me, I really learned that accountability works. So it's just important to understand how you operate and what works for you to really be able to set yourself up for success. If this episode was helpful for you and you feel like someone else might benefit from the information in this episode, please share the episode with your friends and family and whoever you think will benefit. I love to hear from y'all, so please let me know if these episodes are resonating with you and what you want to hear more about. Give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at Life Curious Women. And if you want to stay up to date with all things Life Curious Women, send us a DM on Instagram and we'll get you signed up for our newsletter. As always, make sure that you are subscribed to the show and you leave us a rating and review. Subscribing to the show ensures that the new episodes pop up onto your screen when you open up your platform that you're listening to podcasts on. And leaving us a rating or review shows new listeners that this podcast is interesting and what it's all about so that they can benefit from the podcast episodes as well. And lastly, if you want to support the pod, there's a couple of different ways that you can do that financially. We have a buy me a coffee link, which will be linked in the show notes and on our social media. We also have a couple affiliate links that you can purchase things through, which helps us get a little bit of monetary compensation and keeps this podcast going. We have everything from Flowdesk, which manages email marketing, to To Be Magnetic, which is a neural manifestation program that I spoke about in our last episode, to even an audible 30-day trial. All right, stay tuned for season three, and as always, stay life curious.